Hello and welcome to this podcast, Confessions of a Personal Trainer. I'm Chloe, a personal trainer, and my aim is to educate, inspire, and motivate you, and hopefully challenge the thoughts that might be stopping you from reaching a goal. So welcome to this episode. This is going to be all about exercise, and I want to talk about how much exercise is enough or what do we think is not enough and everything that would fall into that category and this is going to differ between people because there are a lot of variables to think of here so the short answer when it comes to how much exercise is enough is it depends it really does depend on the individual on their goal on who they are what their lifestyle is like so of course I'm not going to end it there I am going to go into more detail but the short answer is it depends and this depends on whether someone is a beginner or have they been training for a few years what is their recovery like is their recovery instant or are they aching for days afterwards and also lifestyle so how realistic is it for you to fit exercise into your day or to your week how much of a priority is it for you to exercise and what are your reasons for exercising i'm also going to look at people who maybe do too much exercise and then people who don't do enough which will be an interesting one so when i'm talking about exercise this could actually be anything so this could be weight training this could be running it could be walking it could be swimming it could be dancing there's so many things that will fall into the category of exercise for the purposes of purposes for the purpose for the purpose of this episode i'm going to be talking about or applying it to strength training mostly just because i'm going to be using a lot of examples of personal training clients and the gym lifestyle that i'm used to which would be strength training so when i'm talking about exercise it's it's most likely going to be strength training for these examples but not necessarily so this could be applied to any exercise that you would normally do or that you want to do and if that makes it easier you can just apply it to whatever you would like to exercise or what exercise you would like to do so exercise is hard and it is especially tough for beginners it does come as a shock to the body when you're first starting to exercise and we all experience this even someone who might be a bit more of an experienced exercising person person who exercises because even after time off going back is a struggle like we we know this after a break whether it's a week or two weeks i know that every so often i will have two or three weeks off at a time over the year and then i get back to it and i think wow i'm really weak or i'm really unfit and i'm not it's it's usually a message or something in my brain that is lying to me it's it's um the example i usually use to people is that you've got an expectation so you have come back after a break and physically you don't lose that much fitness in a couple of weeks or that much of your strength but a lot of the times we will expect to be weaker or expect to be more unfit so we are it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy but i want to talk about a client and um We'll see if she listens to my podcasts, actually, because if she brings this up with me this week, it will be um, a sign that she's listened. But last week, I had a new client come in who I, tra- I trained years ago, and uh, she's come back in. She's joined us to start training again, and she found things a lot harder than she remembered it being the last time. It's been about 18 months, 
and uh, she struggled with some of the the session which is completely normal and i would expect actually you know we don't as personal trainers we don't expect people to just be like yeah great that was easy because it's not easy like nobody really finds it easy it is supposed to be hard it is supposed to be challenging it is going to push you that is the point of it but when she was struggling it was clear that she was a bit frustrated about struggling she wasn't expecting to struggle that much and she said something about going home to get her weights out so that she could practice at home later that day to get better now i see the logic here but the only thing that would have done is made her legs more sore and then she wouldn't have been able to do much on her following session when she comes down to it so although sometimes we think that doing more is going to help what it actually comes down to is the well three things one would be the process and that is creating it and appreciating the process two is consistency so that is sticking to the process and then three is patience which is understanding the process and knowing that it is going to take a bit of time it is going to take longer than what you may have anticipated also it's some it's worth noting that everybody has a first gym session so even if you look at someone and you just think wow like they are really fit they are really strong they have had a first gym session and they've had bad gym sessions as well so not every session is going to be a great session but importantly they were a beginner at some point and you you have to accept being bad in order to become good this applies to anything this is like learning a new language or learning to skateboard or anything like that you have to be bad at something to be able to get good at it and you won't become good by training every single day as much as you can even though in your head it sounds logical because okay if if i do more i'll get more results but it won't work like that and this is why coaching is actually very useful because if you've listened to recent episodes you will have heard me say that most people are lacking support and reassurance when it comes to sticking to a goal so a good coach will be there to reassure you when you don't feel like you're doing enough because usually you are doing enough people are doing enough but we assume that we're not doing enough usually because of a critical mind or we we compare to what we think other people are doing and also because we do just want results straight away but usually we will assume we're not doing enough we need to do more so this is where a coach can help to to say actually yes you are doing enough and stick with it be patient and just keep going keep going with it so that's helpful for for beginners but what about people who have been to the to the gym for years and they don't really seem to change or see any progress now this is an interesting one because some people might not want to change so some people might be absolutely fine with just going to the gym it's part of their social morning and they do it just to make themselves feel better so it's just part of their their habit or their routine which is fine because progress looks different for everybody it could be fat loss but it could be a mental benefit, it could be muscle building, or it could be strength related, it could be improving fitness. So something I would look out for is what exercise are they doing and how are they doing it? Because I used to work with people when I was in um, my office corporate job and people are coming to work in the morning and they'd be all buzzing and proud of themselves because they'd been to the gym so early before work and they'd be like, oh yes, I've done another gym session. And they're like, oh yeah, what have you done? And it turns out they sat on a bike and slowly pedaled while they were watching the TV. 
and then probably caught with a friend as well in the changing room. So actually it's easy to say, yes, I've been to the gym, but what have you actually done? Like if you if you don't have a plan or you don't have a, not even a plan, but if you don't have um, some kind of structure or a goal in mind, something to aim for, then you're not going to get a lot out of it. So people who say that they've been to the gym and if their goal is fat loss related, but they're not actually losing weight, then it, it comes down to, okay, they're probably just going through the motions and they're not actually doing things with intent. Something to remember about exercising is that you will get better results from sticking to a plan for two months rather than changing your approach every two weeks. So if you can stick to one plan for two months, you are likely going to get better results than trying something for two weeks and then trying something else in the next two weeks. So yes, it does take a lot longer, but it's going to teach you a lot. So it's going to teach you things like delayed gratification. And the definition of delayed gratification is the ability to delay an impulse for an immediate reward to receive a more favorable reward at a later time. And that is Google's definition, not mine. This can apply to anything, by the way, but in terms of exercising, let's put it so you won't notice much change from workout one to workout 10. But if you keep putting in the, the work, the rewards will come. So you're going to see rewards over time, but you're not going to see much happen from the first workout to, let's say, two weeks or three weeks, four weeks even into it. But then after that, if you keep putting in the work, the rewards are going to come. And it's the same thing as if you were to save £2 a week, you're not really going to notice that. But after a year, you'd have £104 to spend on something new. So I want to go back to the word enough because this is going to look different for everybody. And then what even is enough? Like, because what is enough exercise for me isn't going to be enough exercise for somebody else or could be too much exercise for somebody else. So this is very dependent on the person and what the person's goals are. But I want to talk about how normal it is for our our own exercise routine or habits to change because you might be in a position now where you don't exercise much compared to how you used to exercise or maybe the other way around. But I can think of a client who used to train about six days a week and her recovery was good, fitness levels were good, it was manageable and realistic for her at that time. And now she might do three or four sessions a week, but she noticed that she can't train as much as she used to. So why is this? Now, if we look at her lifestyle now compared to when she was training that much, she was previously working at home after lockdown, so had a lot more time. She now commutes, so her work life looks busier. Less sleep now, so recovery is different. Her kids are older, so there's more plans, more places to be, more responsibilities and duties shall we say so the lifestyle changes now compared to a year ago are very different so lifestyle is a massive factor whether you are a newbie or not now she's an experienced exercise I keep saying this and I don't know what the the term is an experienced gym goer (laughs) and she will still have barriers or something that might affect the amount that that she can train so what is enough for her now was different to what is enough a year ago and a lot of people will be able to relate to that so I know that for me in lockdown I was probably overtraining in fact but I was training every day and it was only like five kilo dumbbells in the garage or you know a run and a walk but I was doing something every day but it's just because I could I had that lifestyle where I could do that didn't have anything else to do because I wasn't working because the gyms were closed 
So I was doing bits of online work, a little bit of content creating, but I wasn't actually doing a lot. So exercise was like the highlight of my day and I had time to do it, so I did it. But now I couldn't do that because work is different. The levels of work that I'm doing now compared to during lockdown is completely different. Sleep is completely different. So I know that for me, what is enough for me now looks different at different parts of my life. So when someone says to me, well, how much should I be exercising? The first few questions that will come to mind would be, well, what is realistic for you? Because if you say to yourself, I can probably fit two sessions in, then there isn't any point saying I'm going to try and exercise four times a week because if you're not going to hit that four, you'll just be setting yourself up for disappointment. If you don't hit the four sessions that you intend to do because you just can't, then you're going to think, oh, I haven't hit that target again. Whereas if you think, okay, I'm going to aim for two sessions every week and you manage to get three, then you'll surprise yourself by going over your target. You'll do more than you intended to do, which is a nice feeling. So that would be a better scenario if you can say, okay, I'd like to do two sessions. So let's see if I can get those two sessions in. If you did any more, that's a bonus. So it really does depend on what is realistic for you because there's no point in telling yourself that you're going to do absolutely loads if you can't manage it because it's you're not going to get very far. You need to think, what can you do long-term? What is easy? So how can you make this as simple as possible? If you can easily say to yourself, yep, no problem, I can fit those sessions in, then you'll stick to it. The easier it is to stick to, the more chance you will have of being consistent. And actually, one of the questions that I get from a new starter, so one of the most common questions would be, how many sessions will it take for me to see results? So this is, there isn't there isn't an answer really. There's, it Again, results are gonna come in lots of different ways. And I do think exercise is great. And I think exercise is one of the best things that you can do for your health. But exercise has very little impact on your fat loss goal. So quite often people who are asking me how many sessions is it gonna take for me to see results are basically saying, how much work do I have to put in to lose weight? That's usually roughly translated what they're trying to ask me. Now, I would encourage people to exercise whether their goal was fat loss based or not. So even if there was no fat loss goal there, I would still recommend exercising because of course we know how important it is for our health. But if the goal is fat loss based, the reality is that we simply don't expend that much energy by exercising. People will massively overassume the amount that they burn or assume that because they've burned calories by exercising, they can eat those calories back or they can have an extra treat because they've created a deficit. But we know that calories in versus calories out is the biggest factor for weight loss. But I remember when I found out about NEAT and um, total daily energy expenditure, and the figures shocked me because I was assumed that I needed to be exercising a lot or exercising all the time if I wanted to lose weight. And this was years ago. And the reality is that our physical exercise counts for 20% of total calories burned all day. And that is your exercise like a gym workout and your daily movement like your steps or cleaning the house or walking up and down stairs. So in terms of exercise, you're actually better off trying to aim for a small daily walk and seeing if you can do that every day rather than thinking about trying to get in as many gym sessions as you can because if you're looking to increase your total calories burned, then walking is the 
the easiest and the most convenient way to do this. But I do recommend looking at goals over a weekly period rather than trying to fit lots in every day. So it's almost like you're trying to use your targets as a bank account. So if you've got this bank account of money, you don't need to spend a certain amount every day. You might spend a little bit today, a little bit tomorrow, and you've got a sum of money in there. You can use calories like that. You can use steps like that as well. So yesterday I had one of those days where I just didn't get anything done. And I was on about 800 steps at 3 p.m. And this is actually, it was irritating because I always get steps. I did, I would have had more steps, but I forgot to wear my watch yesterday morning. So of course the steps I did around the gym didn't count because I didn't have my watch. So when I did put my watch on and I got outside for a walk at three o'clock because I walked to the shop. Um, so I started my step step count at 3 p.m. Um, so I didn't get my usual steps, but today I got up and went for a run and I'm about to go out and do some shopping, which means I'll get more steps in. So I'm likely to be over my step count today. So over two days, it's gonna balance out to be around about the same average as it normally would be per day. So last weekend was similar, for example. So High Rocks last weekend with the big workout, walking around the NEC, walking around Birmingham, walking to the car park. I ended up doing 30,000 steps on Saturday. Sunday I was aching, so I did very little, didn't do a lot of steps. So that balanced out. It meant that over two days, I did roughly just over 15,000, which would be my usual daily average anyway. So it's the same with calories. So today I'm cooking a curry and then I'm going to want a pudding because there's a special place in my heart for pudding, especially on a Saturday. There's just something about a Saturday pudding. I don't, I don't even know why, but I'm having a pudding and I am dieting again. So I'm in a calorie deficit. So I'm probably going to go over today because my curry tends to be, although I track it, it does tend to be high calories. So I'm probably going to go over by a couple of hundred, which is fine. And if that means that I am slightly over, I can bring it back underneath if I need to so I can slightly reduce calories even by 50 or 75 for the next few days and then I'm most likely still going to be in a calorie deficit over the week and therefore I'm still going to be contributing towards fat loss and when you look at it this way it becomes a lot easier to stay in control it's a lot less stressful and it does reduce the all or nothing thinking so rather than me waking up tomorrow thinking oh my god well I had a huge curry last night and then I had ice cream or whatever I had and I've messed up, gone over calories, so I may as well have a day off track too. Because the reality is, I probably will have gone over by about 250, 300 calories. So it's not a massive drama. But it's easy to think that it is a drama. Because you can build it up to be something bigger than what it actually is. And again, this is where coaching is useful. Because most days, we will reassure people that they are on the right track. They're doing the things that they need to be doing. They can still enjoy life and they can still get results. So this is something that we are helping people with all the time. And if this sounds like something that you need help with, then drop me a message and let's have a chat. And if you enjoyed this episode or if you think that someone else would benefit from this episode, please send it on to them and please tag me on Instagram if you share this on social media because I love seeing all of your updates and I love seeing if these episodes are helpful for you. So tag me if you share this on Instagram and drop me a message if you need any support with anything that I mention on these episodes.